This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. And today is long form day. A phrase my wife never hears. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Clarence Thomas today. We're going to be talking about a sh- a story from the ProPublica, Clarence Thomas's 38 vacations, the other billionaires who have treated the Supreme Court justice to luxury travel. And this isn't the only story that's come out about the Supreme Court justices because there was other people. Alito also had yeah. plenty of things going on that he didn't disclose and, you know, I think we'll get into it as we work our way through it. But uh, but my initial, my initial impression of all this is that, you know, Thomas was treated like absolute royalty all the time wherever he went and, and lived a very lavish li- lifestyle on these very rich people who had business with the court yep. and who had every opportunity, even if it wasn't their business, to for to convince him to side with business, right? To side with yeah. big the big the big billionaire class, right? He, you know, even if you don't, even if you're just not a person who has any court business, and you can't, it's hard to believe that a billionaire doesn't have something that's going up against yeah. the. But even if you didn't, you're still saying, you know, whatever comes up, if it looks like it's going to hurt me, you're going to vote against it. Yeah, and I and I I want to emphasize your point there because I was thinking the same thing is that, and I I believe this is true without exception. If you are a billionaire, there is no possibility that some court decision does not materially affect your life and your money. Like you can't. It's just it's impossible. You can only be like just the structure, the economic structure of our country is such that like by being a billionaire, that isn't that is a definitionally political position yes, for you to yeah, be in. Yeah. You cannot be an apolitical billionaire. It's that's it's not possible. And like you have, if you are a billionaire, you have business interests which will be impacted by the court's decisions. So it's not like me and you, right? Like you and I are such small potatoes that at the end of the day, like our assets don't do any work. They don't do the kind of big functional work that the assets of a billionaire does. So the idea that you can have an apolitical or disinterested billionaire is like we should all throw that idea away as a fantasy that is impossible for it to be real. Yeah. That's nonsense. So yeah, like some of these guys had direct business with the court. Sure. Some of them said, hey, look, I don't have any cases that are pending with the court and neither do my companies. And it's like, yeah, all right. But like you still are a billionaire and you are still a billionaire who in every case, and we'll talk about this, 
in every case, these billionaires suddenly became friends with Clarence Thomas yeah. after he became a Supreme Court justice. These weren't friendships going in. Yeah. And even if they were, I thought about this while I was reading the article. If you want to be a civil servant at this level, I think you have to be willing to walk away from your powerful friends. I think you have to be willing. Let's say you had a billionaire friend. And I, I, I think this, and you said, I want to be, I want to be a Supreme Court justice. I'm going to have to walk away from that relationship until I'm done being a Supreme unfair. Court justice. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. Because you can't pretend at impartiality anymore. Especially because like what we were saying, there's just too many of your, you know, your fingers are too far dug into the American mm -hmm. fabric of our economy when you have that kind of capital. There's nothing you can do to extr extricate yourself from that. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're gone. No matter what, if you rule for the billionaire class, you ruled for your friend, whether or not you ruled for him in this particular yep. case, it doesn't, it, you still ruled for him. Even if he wasn't before you, yep. you were still helping him, even if he wasn't before you and the stuff he's getting is lavish, man. Some of the so stuff, lavish. some of the stuff he's getting, he's getting an entire jet an entire 737 sent to him. And now the 737 was retrofit to be like a lounge, his own private jet. Now, when I get on a 737 or a large jet, I'm with 570 of my closest friends, right? Yep. right? I am as, and, and we are now, in fact, in some places we'd be married, we're that close, right? <laughs> you are stuffed yep. into a tiny little place. You have to be as careful as possible to not touch somebody. Yep. It's impossible not to. You're spending hours next to people cramped. He gets the entire thing to himself. In order to get that, in order to have that for him, would have cost him $130,000 for one, one way. way. It's not that's not round trip. That's not oh I got my fucking my tickets on fucking kayak to go right. on my <laughs> private 737 and that I got it for $130,000 round trip. No, he got it for free and it would have cost $130,000 one way. Yep. And that's just one thing he got. I mean, he, the other thing that really genuinely feels like an absolute bribe is when he got access to a very, very exclusive private golf club that no one gets access to without being invited. Yeah, you can't even like, this isn't like, oh, I got to apply yeah. and know somebody no, and pay a you, fee. There's no fees. There's no fees. You just get invited to it. He had a standing an invitation to visit this thing whenever he wanted. Now, this is an absolute just invitation only run by a billionaire now, this guy is, I guess, sold it or moved on, and now it costs you $150,000 a year to even get in. Yep. Right? It costs, a, that's a year. That's in one year. That's like buying half a house nowadays. Right. Yeah, right. In one year. Yep. But like, we should only think about this as a corruption. Yeah. This is straight up raw, unadulterated, like uncomplicated corruption. That's what this is. You know, like, this is like a level, this is a lifestyle that he is being afforded that vastly outstrips his ability to pay for this himself. This is not like, you know... He has oh, said I, as much. Yeah, he said, like, he, and he said at one point, he's like, hey, you know, I took on this role because I took it on as a matter of principle instead of going and getting rich. And then he lives like a rich fucker 
So he gets it both ways. He gets to appear to himself, I'm yes, sure, exactly. and to other people as a high and mighty yeah, man of principle highest, sitting yeah. on the highest court, right? And, and don't aren't I great here up here on my ivory tower forsaking riches in order to provide to you, the American people, you know, the benefits of hyper-literalism that, yeah. you know, is, is crushing. That nobody the benefits by right, it, except for like these six guys right. that I'm fishing with. But yeah, he then on the other hand, he doesn't lose anything. He doesn't lose anything because sure. he's got a guy paying for mama's house. He's got a guy paying for his fucking nephew's yeah. uh, education. He's got a guy sending a fucking helicopter sometimes to pick him up. And sometimes a 737 and he's going on like ultra lux fishing trips and he's going to sporting events that are like, and then when he goes to sporting events, he doesn't like go like you and I go. He's like on the field, like hanging out, like doing everything but catching the ball. Sure. Like he's being treated like a fucking like royalty. And I can see, here's the thing, right? Like I'm okay with him having some modicum of fame because he's he's part of this. And if he gets comp tickets once in a while, I don't think I would care. But like what we're talking about is just an insane amount of comping that is beyond what any normal person would give you without expecting something in return, yeah, man. right? Like maybe if you're fucking Nebraska State or whatever the fucking corn-fed fucking university was going to, <laughs> if you're that fucking university, maybe it's in your best interest to give the fucking Supreme Court justice fucking courtside seats. Maybe it's in your best interest because you could just say, you know, look at who was at our game. You know, you might be able to, student, rub fucking shoulders right. with a person here that puts you up, that, that builds your brand. It makes you look like you have an importance in the world. Maybe it's in their best interest to do that. But like at a certain point, these are fucking, there's a massive amount of just under the table stuff that's happening. Yeah. All this like, you know, you can get into these places where there's no publicity for this, right? I'm not, that private golf club, that's not a publicity thing. That's just him getting a fucking thing for nothing. Something that you would want to get something out of. I could see getting these tickets, like I say, like getting a ticket maybe, yeah. right? But getting there and then getting wined and dined while you're there. And then having like all this, like staying at luxury hotels and luxury resorts and luxury, like on yachts that cost $60,000 a day to rent or yeah. something. This isn't like, this isn't even like your upper middle class friends who go on a quote unquote luxury vacation. Yeah. This is a level of ultra elite fucking crazy rich people. Like yeah. this is like crazy rich Asians level. This like is, this is This nuts. is fucking, this is fucking like- what the Kardashians do. Right. Yeah. They, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and I agree with you, but I also want to point out that, that it is so important that the rules that are in place for federal judges cap the acceptance of gifts to nothing more than about $400. I don't disagree, I don't disagree right? with this. Yes. And there's literally no reason why that shouldn't be the rule sure. for a Supreme Court justice. Sure. I don't disagree. And, and even with the, like, and I don't disagree with you, like, about, like, yeah, maybe the University of Corn or whatever wants to give Clarence Thomas, but also, like, you know, the Supreme Court just ruled recently on affirmative action, which directly impacts those universities. Sure. So there's kind of nowhere there, he can't go yeah. that a case might not wind sure. up in his lap. Sure. So we have to just assume that anything that's industry is going to necessarily be a conflict of interest. And I think we also need to assume that a billionaire is industry. Yeah. A billionaire individually sure. 
is industry. And we should also assume that college is our industry too. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, yeah. Right, college yeah. is the education industry. Yeah. Like we should assume, so like this should be a lonely job. Like we've talked about this before. Yeah. This should be kind of a shitty, lonely job. That's what this should it shouldn't be. be. It shouldn't be like getting a ton of shit all the time. You know, and the thing is, is like, he doesn't disclose it. That's the real yeah. problem, right? It's like, like, I don't know how much trouble he would even be in if he would have just said he did it. If he'd have just said out loud that he did it because Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in this article, they say she took a, a trip to like, Israel and somewhere else, yeah. maybe Palestine or something else. I don't know. Another place. It was Israel and something else, maybe Greece or something on another person who took her there. Yeah. And then, but she disclosed it. Same thing with, with Breyer did something. Right. And, and, but they disclosed, they disclosed it. it. He didn't disclose it. Alito didn't disclose it. They had to go fucking hunt this down. There's like a gumshoe out there with like a fucking a triply on, <laughs> and he's got a he's and he's got a fucking flip over pad, and he's writing <laughs> shit down, and he's calling people on the phone, and he's digging through records, or she's digging through records, and they're finding this stuff. Yeah, and you know it does require us to consider why do we keep secrets. We only keep yeah. secrets when we know that we are doing something that someone will disapprove of. Sure. Otherwise, we don't keep saying, yeah. look, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Breyer, they took a gift, they disclosed the gift, right? If they took the gift and didn't disclose the gift, it's because they think that that gift was wrong. That's why we hide sure. things. We hide things because either we believe it's wrong or because we believe that people around us will believe that it's wrong. Yeah. So maybe maybe we don't have a moral compunction, but we're worried others will. Maybe we do have a moral compunction and we're worried other people will. Or we're just worried that other people give us grief about something, so we're trying to hide. Sure. We don't, there, my point being, there's no reason to keep a secret yeah. that isn't kind of nefarious. Yeah. And so when you are taking these gifts that are valued six figures plus, and these are enormous gifts that are far outside your station in life, far outside. And Cecil, I would be more inclined to forgive this if Clarence Thomas were like generationally wealthy. Yeah. Right? So if these gifts did not mean anything, so like if I get this gift, if somebody takes me on a six-figure trip, that's the trip of a lifetime. That is a trip. That's going to blow my yeah. mind. I have no ability to it's experience. Going to ruin you that. for vacation. Period. Well, right. I would come back home yeah. and just kill myself yeah. because everything else so would amazing. taste like sawdust. It's so amazing, right? So six. I mean, gosh, I, I can't even imagine. imagine. I can't even right? imagine. I can't like. imagine. But if I'm generationally wealthy, I've done that forever and ever and ever. It doesn't mean anything. It's my. It's it's the backdrop of a life, sure. right? So, but that's not Clarence Thomas's world, man. Clarence Thomas is not generationally wealthy. So this will have an impact. This will feel fucking great. Yeah. It will be fucking tantalizing. This would be so exciting. And I don't think any of us should believe that anyone as just a human being is immune to the excitement and is immune to like being like wined and dined and told how great you are. And like, you know, oh, well, we didn't talk about any cases while we were doing it. We just talked about this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, but like, now I fucking love you. Yeah. And am I going to hurt someone I love? No, of course not. Am I going to hurt not. the business of someone I love? Of course not. You're going to, and, and everything that they care about, you care about. Right. Now. I care about it all. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, you know, trying to put it in perspective of my life. And I've been on some good vacations in my life. Yeah. And every time I want to go on a vacation, and this is, this is particular, like, so 
I'll give an example of the COVID vacation that got canceled. Yeah. I saved up for that vacation for a year and a half. So a year and a half, I went without. I did without on certain things. I was like, you know what? I'm going on a big big vacation. I don't want to get this whatever it is, little right. thing I was going to do for myself, whether it was coffee or it was big, you know, maybe right. it was wanted to get a, a gaming system or a new something. Right. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm putting it away for this vacation. And I saved an, a, a, enough money to have a vacation that I was going to do a 21 day vacation in Europe. And I, and I was like, I've got, I saved up enough money. It took me a year and a half to do right. that. This vacation that he's going on is like, it. I could have spent that in maybe maybe 40 minutes in the place that he that he went yeah right maybe right, 40 yeah, minutes right. i could have spent the entirety of all the money i was going to spend in 21 days yeah with airfare with all the things that i was going to see with staying at hotels with all of that right i could have maybe spent a half an hour plus in one of the restaurants he was going to visit. Yeah, for real. That's how intense this stuff is. I want to read some of this stuff just so people can understand what he's getting. So, you know, at least 38 destination vacations, including a previously unreported voyage on a yacht around the Bahamas. Now, that's not like a lake, guys. That's around the Bahamas. They do cruises that are like two or three days around the Bahamas that you have to pay for. Like, this is not a close, like, I'm just going to bounce for a day. I'm just going to go on a quick uh, fishing trip on the ocean or something. And this isn't a boat with a sleeper cabin. No. This This is is a yacht with staff. This is a yacht. 26 private jet flights, plus an additional eight by helicopter, a dozen VIP passes to professional and college sporting events, typically perched in the skybox, two stays at luxury resorts in Florida and Jamaica, and one standing invitation to an uber expensive golf club overlooking the Atlantic coast. That's the things that he's gotten. Yeah. And these are all from gifts from people he's met after he's become an influential Supreme Court justice. Yeah, notice, motherfucker, that nobody was knocking on your door looking to be your super-duper bestie. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Do you know a billionaire? I don't even know a millionaire. I don't know a billionaire. Yeah. I don't know any billionaires. I don't know a millionaire. I know one millionaire. Okay. Yeah, I know a millionaire. Yeah, I don't know any, I don't think. I don't know any I, I do know yours, but it's like, it's like, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, a, I know him because I met him twice with yeah. you. Like, I don't <laughs> right, know him. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, like, I know one guy who's a millionaire, and, like, he feels extravagantly wealthy to me. Like, extravagantly wealthy. And he is absolutely dropping the bucket to a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Like, to a, it's like, a nothing. So, there's a reason I don't know any billionaires. Clarence Thomas wouldn't know any fucking billionaires if he wasn't a Supreme Court justice. So even trying to pretend that, wow, you know, yeah, we just, you know, yeah, we just, just, I just off. I just happened to just make friends. Off with this you guy. wouldn't have fucking met a billionaire we if they both, didn't want something from you. We both love the Nebraska corn goblins. Right, right. exactly. We're both corn goblin fans. Go corn yeah. goblins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like whatever your, your corn sounds are. I want a are. Nebraska corn goblin Dude, shirt so bad. That That's would be I want. the best. The Nebraska with Clarence Thomas's face. Has <laughs> <laughs> the little goblin face. <laughs> That's what I want. There's some, I mean, there's, and there's so much more in here that is just, it's, and, and you know, like the other thing too, Alito, we talked about it on the show, but like Alito got an absolutely extravagant vacation to oh, Alaska. Yeah. Yep. 
with Clarence Thomas, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these are these are extravagant vacations that they're not disclosing, that they're not telling someone about, that they're trying to hide from other people. And I am so glad that this reporting happened. It's such good reporting. I'm so glad that it happened because I, even if it doesn't change his behavior, and we're going to talk in a bit about maybe it might have, but even if it doesn't change his behavior, at least it's it, it makes him think twice before doing it again. Because I think like somebody's got to call it out and we've got to always keep calling it out over and over and whenever there's a neg- yeah. whenever this happens, you got to call it out. You can't not, you can't just be like, well, that's just how it is and just throw it away and just be like, who gives a shit? We've got to constantly call this out because if they think that they can get away with it for a second, they will try. Yeah, and look, the reporting here is, and ProPublica went through great pains to describe just how much work they did to verify all this stuff. They talked to everybody. They're like, they're talking to flight attendants Here, on these read, flights. Let, let me yeah. read real quick. So, so to track Thomas's relationships and travel, ProPublica examined flight data, emails from airport and university officials, security detail, detail records, tor- tax court filings, meeting minutes and a trove of photographs from personal albums, including cards that Thomas's wife, Ginny sent to friends. In addition, reporters interviewed more than 100 eyewitnesses and other sources, jet and helicopter pilots, flight attendants, airport workers, yacht crew members, security guards, photographers, waitresses, caterers, chefs, drivers, river rafting guides, and C-suite executives. Yeah. That's intense intense reporting. This isn't like I got a hunch. Yeah. This isn't like I saw. And there's, there's photos. If you read this article, there are photos of Clarence Thomas and Jenny Thomas, like doing their thing. They're yeah. like posting their fucking like social media postcard type shit where they're like, yeah, here I am with the fucking corn goblins, gobble, gobble or here's, whatever. Here's the, the Nebraska football team. There's them sitting on the, on the, on the end zone or in the sideline. And it said the skulls, took four lucky, lucky couples to the Nebraska football game for the season. And this is Ginny Thomas had this. Ginny, yep. This is Ginny Thomas's photo, and she's the one who wrote the caption. Yep, in her in her card or whatever. Yeah, in her card. Yep. You know, it, it, again, it's him posing. There's another picture of him posing at the, at the uh, basically at the owner's suite or whatever, yep. at the, like, the biggest suite you can right. at the game. I mean, this is him saying he's doing it. And then they show, like, the places that he's staying. These are... I mean, these are the most beautiful places on earth. There's this, there's this ranch in Wyoming where he was staying. This is, this is the Skulls Ranch. It is gorgeous, like literally it's picturesque, beautiful. gorgeous, beautiful. You should see the mountain in the background. It's like, it's like you're in fucking Glacier National Park. Like it's fucking gorgeous. And then they, uh, like the other thing that I want to say is like talking about deep sea fishing in the Caribbean. That I want to zoom in on this. I don't know if I can, but I just want to show what this yacht they were on looks this, like. This yacht guys is so big and I'm not exact. This yacht has boats yeah. that, that dock to the yacht and you take a smaller boat off the yacht to go fishing. This yacht is like four stories tall and the inside is enormous. This is bigger. I've been on cruise ships. That's bigger than my cruise ship room. Yeah. Oh, I'm like sure. Way bigger By, than a cruise ship. Yeah. It's like a fucking giant king size bat in there. It's yeah. like luxurious, beautiful places that he's been. And these are not, these are not cheap. This is not, I'm trying to think of like, 
you know, the biggest gift I ever got. And right. it's never anything like this. Like normal people don't get this. Even rich people, even your friend right. who you think is like, like really wealthy. Right. This would be a lot of money for him. This would yeah, be a this trip is time for him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, there's no way this doesn't buy influence. This buys influence. That's the whole point. That's why they're doing it, Clarence. You're getting, like, what I want to tell them is like, you're getting used, stupid. If you think, and I don't know that it's reasonable to believe that he really thinks that this isn't bribery and corruption and yeah. quid pro quo, but if he doesn't, hey, motherfucker, you're stupid. This is the reason that all of a sudden these people are care of shit that you're alive. Nobody cared that you were alive. None of these billionaires they didn't know were you your beforehand. buddy. They didn't give a they shit. They didn't care about you. You think you had the influence to do something yeah. for them. Do you think that these fucking exclusively white billionaires are out making fucking friends with just random people of color because they're attorneys yeah. and they seem like, hey, I bet they like the corn goblins too? Yeah. No. They are friends with your short, stupid ass because you're the goddamn Supreme Court justice. That's the only reason. That's it. That's, that's it. it. The and only if that's the only reason, that they, then that's inherently corrupt. The only other people that ever come into their orbit are rich people. Right. That's it. Those are the only people that come into their orbit. You know, like, like you don't get to you don't get to see them if you're a normal person. You don't get to be around them if right. you're a normal person. The only people that ever get to see them are people they want to manipulate or really rich people. Those yep. are the only people yeah. who get to see them. That's yep. it. And I want to talk to you like it's not just about the money. Because there's a here's a part two. Oh, yeah. So Thomas met this billionaire at a formal gala in Washington, D.C. in 1992 when they were both inducted into an association, the Horatio Alger Association. Oh, read the thing about yeah, who Horatio Alger is. So Henry Kissinger and Maya Angelou were among the honorees that year. The organization, named after a 19th century novelist who popularized rags to riches folklore, gives millions in college scholarships each year and it also brings together some of the country's wealthiest self-made business tycoons for opulent events. In real life, Alger was a minister on Cape Cod who resigned from his parish after he was credibly accused of molesting boys. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So did you just say he was a pastor? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but here's the part. Belonging to the association had its privileges. As part of the board meetings, the Thomases went on a lavish trip to Jamaica, where they were hosted by a wealthy donor who owned a luxury hotel atop a former sugar plantation. Johnny Cash performed. Jesus like, fucking like Christ. You get a private fucking concert with Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Like, like these aren't just, these aren't monet. I can't put a value on that, right? right? I yeah. can't, I can't look at these things. There's some things you could put value on. Like they did put a value on that trip in that big ass big jet, jet right? Yeah. They could say that guy rented out once. It was 130 grand, you know, whatever. Or when he wasn't in it, it was 130 grand a trip right. or whatever. And so they could add that up. But like, what is the cost of some of these perks that they get? There's no cost. It's like an yeah. unlimited amount of money in order for some normal person to get in there, right? right. Like, think about having, if you were like an amazing Johnny Cash fan, like somebody who yeah, loved him right. forever, think about right. what kind of experience that would be to have a private close concert with Johnny Cash. That would be, you would fucking mortgage your home for something yeah, like crazy. that. that's crazy. It's crazy. It's, 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 it's literally priceless. Yeah, well, right? and- that, that's exactly right because, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but like those are experiences that you and I don't even have the access to buy. Even if I mortgaged my house, I wouldn't even know who to call. Yeah. 
You can't get that ticket. I, like that ticket's not available. Right. To you. It's not even that I don't have the money. Yeah. I don't. But it's even if I came into the money tomorrow, that ticket's I not don't open. have the influence. You can't get there. Right. The same thing with that private golf course. That ticket's not open to you. Right. In fact, they talk about how Donald Trump pressured these guys to see if he could get an invite. And they said, go fuck yourself. Yep. So like the the previous president of the United States, now he was probably was in previous president when he asked to be in there. I think it's gone up for auction or sold or whatever before then. But at a certain point, He's asking to try to get in and he's not worthy of getting in. Right. Right. They're like, no, get the fuck out of here. There's like 130 people who have access to this and you ain't one you of ain't them. You ain't one of them. Yep. That's how, that's, I mean, it's literally priceless. I'm saying it's $130,000 a year or whatever it was, $150,000 a year after the fact. But before the fact, it was literally priceless, impossible to get to, yep. impossible to get in. It's like, it's like how they were trying to sell the fire festival to people. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. You know, like, ultra like exclusive. It's ultra exclusive. Yeah. No one's been here. There's like pigs on the island that were raised by hand by fucking Pablo Escobar. <laughs> or whatever. And they're trying to sell you this right. like ultra exclusive thing that you could only hope to get. And this is a lifestyle that people live every day, but it's not for you. It's not for me. It's for people who can do things for them and for the ultra wealthy. And that's it. That's it. There's no other yep. people in there. Yeah, what? Like, we should never assume that this does not buy corruption. Like, wh why else would anyone do this? There's no reason. Why? There's no reason. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, Clarence Thomas knows this, and we know it too, because up until, like, today, Clarence Thomas has never recused himself from yeah. shit. Yeah. But right? now, but now in the, uh, in the, they were going to decide to take up the Eastman thing, and Justice Thomas recused himself. He he stepped away from the decision-making on whether or not they were going to call that Eastman case back right. up. And right. he said, no, I'm not. He said, no. So he finally recused himself, but like only after all this intense ethics yeah. scrutiny and so pressure. Is it working or not? And I yeah. think you got to say, this sort of thing is great because it's working. It's showing that to me, yeah. that's cause and effect. Would to, would because Thomas sure as fuck didn't do any of that stuff when that stuff came to him before. That's exactly right. When he had the opportunity, exactly right. He has always had the opportunity to do better, and he has been openly like asked to recuse himself in moments of pretty clear conflict of interest, right? And he's not done it. He's not done it, and he's not done it for the same reason that he was never afraid to lie and obfuscate the truth because there is no enforcement mechanism yeah. on the Supreme Court. And structurally, there could be, right? We could just say that there is a panel of federal judges. I was going to ask you about this. There's no reason why you can't decide that, yes, the Supreme Court decides cases above the level of the appeals court, but the appeals court has ethics jurisdiction over the members of the Supreme Court. You could just decide that that was structurally true. There's no true. reason why we shouldn't be able to do that. That's, there's no reason we just why there shouldn't be somebody there to pay attention to them, <clears throat> to pay attention to them and to, to be the auditors, yeah. to look at what they do, to scrutinize their actions, to scrutinize who they're with. You're a public person. You should, we should know. You know, when you go to visit the president, they write that shit down in a log. I don't feel like that's any different than a Supreme Court justice. No, man. They hold yeah. a ton of power. So you know what? Yep. If if late at night someone's knocking on Alito's door and they're gonna have a conversation, I wanna know about that. Yeah, we have I a wanna right to know, know if, if it's his mom, okay. 
But if it's not his mom, if it's some guy who gave him a fucking Alaska vacation where they both caught muskies all weekend, <laughs> I want to fucking know about it. Yeah, man. Because like the problem is that the system we have in place now relies on the fourth estate. And the fourth estate is doing a great job. But it used to be, I think there's a big breakdown because it used to be that the fourth estate, the press, would come in and expose something like Watergate or expose something like the Clarence Thomas corruption scandal that's going on right now. And then step two would be that something the powers happens. that be a, would act on yeah, that. Something happens. We're just not doing the step two piece. Yeah. What we're doing instead is like, the fourth estate's doing their job. They are. The press is doing their job. They're finding these points of corruption. You know, like the, the case with Stormy Daniels, that was found by journalists. You know, like the we are finding these points of corruption. Sure. But we are failing governmentally to hold ourselves accountable to our own ethics, to our own standards. We aren't booting people out when they show revenge porn on the floor of right. Congress. Right. We aren't doing the things we're supposed to be doing and so everything is kind of devolved into this like game of chicken. And Clarence Thomas is just playing a game of chicken. Like, whatever, man. I took all these vacations. So what? I wonder if seeing Trump getting indicted changed his mind about how he was going to handle this. Because at a certain point, people might try to impeach him for something like this. Yeah, that's Especially true. If things start going the other way and he can at least point to this and say, hey, you know what? I I didn't think I was in, a, in having any issues, but you know what? Somebody brought it to my attention and I changed my mind and I did. And I think that I'm an ethical person because I did this. Right. You know what I mean? And so maybe that's going to change. Uh, but I don't I don't know. I don't I, I, I hope I really wish that there was somebody there to just pay attention and just can't just always monitor these people. Because here's the thing, man. If you're not going to do the job right, give me my fucking $200,000 back. Right. That's yeah, my right. money. Yep. Fuck you in your face. That's not your money. You work for me, man. If you're not going to do it right and you're going to be a, you're going to be out here fucking trying to get as much as you can out of people. Like we don't let fucking we don't let people in our government if there, there's scandals all the time when people like kickbacks and stuff and they yeah. get kicked out. I know. They get thrown out of government. This happens, in, guys, this happens weekly in Chicago. Yeah. Like <laughs> weekly in Chicago, somebody's paying a truck trucking union something or they're getting money from something right. else or they're paying for this or they're doing this and they're always some sort of kickbacks and somebody's losing their job because of it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because we have all of these rules around campaign finance. Yeah. And those are, and they're weak as fuck, but we still have we still rules. still have them. You know, and like we've gotten around with packs and all that. So I get that. But like, we still have them because we recognize that this is corruption. That this is just, it's just straight up, straight up corruption. I it like, I just can't understand why we're holding, why we're just not holding anyone's feet to the fire yeah. on this. Like, I like, will we impeach him? I don't know. At what point does this become criminal? Like, at what point can we say, like, all right, you know what? Maybe also, and I'm curious what you think about this idea. Maybe we need to have different rules for ultra high net worth individuals. 
Yeah, maybe. Where maybe we should. Yeah, maybe take away part of their money. Yeah, that's what we should do. What's that? Yeah, take we should take part of their your money. fucking money. Take part of yeah. their money away. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, totally yeah. agree with that. The moment you get to $999 million, you don't get any more money. That's it. That's it. No more money. That's it. There's like every bit you win, we give you a little lexi lexicon, a little uh, little trophy, Lexon trophy. There that you, you go. You can put on your, it's I won capitalism. We'll give that to you. And you could, and every year, if you keep getting money, you could keep getting those trophies. You could have, you could have one all the for trophies each year. you want. You could have one for each year how how much you won capitalism each year. But yeah, after you that, get the, you you get get the big capitalism. You don't award. get any more. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I do think that like it, and maybe it's not even a billion, maybe it's much lower. But maybe we need to have maybe we need to recategorize people, like for real, as some new thing. Sure. Once you reach a certain ultra high net worth. You just don't get to act in the world yeah. the same way regular people yeah, do. There's a wealth registry. Yeah. So just like if you're like a sex offender, you got to register. And there, and there there's are, a wealth registry. Right. And so, like if you're a sex offender, you can't come within a thousand yeah. yards of a school. In this right? case, you can't come within a thousand yards of a politician. I'm serious. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. Like, I'm not kidding yeah. either. Maybe, maybe like if you want to be that rich, you actually can't donate to campaigns. Yeah. Like you can be, you so your choice is be that rich or be influential, but you can't be both. Yeah. Maybe we need to say you're allowed to be rich in this fucking capitalist hellscape, but if you're going to be rich, you're not allowed to be influential. We 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 present we present ways in which to, but how do you get that passed? I well, mean, it's don't. an oligarchy because it's a stupid fucking thing to say because yeah. we're a garbage country yeah, that won't. We're obviously an oligarchy, so yeah. it's right. fucking uh, whatever. You're yeah. never going to get it fucking passed because right. they're the ones who are pulling the straight. They're fucking taking. Fucking Thomas out to the Olive Garden the, every night. It's literally the worst suggestion I've ever it's had. It's the Olive Garden, except for they right. pour molten gold down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> We're such good friends that when you're here, you're family. <laughs> He's been giving us the unlimited breadstick for a long, a long time. time. Let me tell you. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking never-ending salad bowl with this guy. <laughs> we have to toss his salad all the time. That's the problem. Shameful secret. I like the Olive Garden. Do you? I haven't I, been there in a decade. I love their breadsticks. Yeah. They, I love their I'm salad. Sure. I don't remember. And like some of their pasta is perfectly fine. Is it like, I don't know it's $12.99 it. pasta. I don't go. And I'll eat it. I don't know it. I'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat it. Like, yes. Does that taste like $12.99 pasta? Sure yes, does. it does. <laughs> sure does. But you know what? I ate four fucking head, like heads of iceberg lettuce. I've eaten like a, I've eaten more breadsticks than like the waiter is tired. The waiter, the waiter is like, I am not tossing another salad. There's no <laughs> way I'm cutting up another salad. And I'm just spreading they, cheeks and they ready can't to even, go. They can't even lift their arms up anymore. <laughs> They're like, they, like they went to one CrossFit workout and they can't even they lift, can't their, even lift arms their arms up. anymore. They're just like, they've got like rib moldo or whatever that is from tossing, rabdo from tossing salads all day. They've got blood in their muscles or whatever. Did you, did you ever see there's a, there's like a little like, um, real or TikTok or some stupid shit where like somebody's like they go to the Olive Garden. If you go to the Olive Garden, they have this like cheese wheel grind. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy's like, I'm not going to tell him to stop the whole time. Oh no. Because they say, tell me when to stop. And they've got this huge thing of cheese in there. And the guy's, and he's got like a bowl of soup or something, oh, right? Jesus Christ. And he's like, okay, he you want just, some cheese? So he keeps going. And he just sits there quietly and the waiter just keeps doing it and doing it and doing it. And it lasts like minutes. Because it takes a long time. That's intense. And he's like, do you still want more cheese? That he's sounding like kind of incredulous. The guy's like, yeah, some more cheese would be good. <laughs> he's like very casual about it. Like, and this thing of cheese, Cecil, is like piling up and piling up and uh, piling that up. That guy's fucking arm is hurting. He's and been... it's the whole, and then the guy catches on to what's happening and he's laughing while he's doing it. He just winds the whole, shreds the whole Holy entire shit. block of cheese. And he's like, 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's fallen off the table. It is. It's oh, all like so it's amazing. all crazy everywhere. Yeah, it's great. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we are going to be back on Monday, but remember, we will not be doing a live stream next Thursday, but we will be back uh, with a patron show the following Thursday. So if you want to be a patron on a per episode basis, you go to patreon.com slash dissonancepod or dissonancepod.com and you can become a patron on a per episode basis. The patrons uh, at $2 level got Tom to read the previous ProPublica article to him and they can have that every month. So, uh, so go check it out. Uh, Patreon is a place to be. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll catch you next week. But we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.